And welcome to a brand new edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Austin Huff, Goshen News Sports Editor, with you. And joining me this week as a special guest co-host from Goshen College, Tony Miller. You've, you've heard his voice on here before, multiple times. Most recently talking about Shaq's Walmart purchases. And as far as I know, he hasn't broken that record since then. We haven't done any research on Shaq. I apologize. Um, Tony's going to be in here uh, kind of helping me out a little bit this week, just because I didn't like talking to myself last week. That was kind of boring. I'm not going to lie. So um, we will have an interview with West Oval Boys basketball coach Ethan Marsh later in the show. So make sure to stick around. Talking to him about the upcoming Northeastern Northeastern Corner Conference. Wow. Why did I have a hard time saying that? That's I've lived here for five years. I almost struggled to say the conference's name. It's the NECC. I just say NECC to the point where I almost forget. I forget if it's Northeast or Northeastern. I think it's Northeast. The Northeast Corner Conference. Right. So I was wrong. I said Northeastern. Woo. Okay. We're having a good start. This is great. This is why you're here for me, Tony. The fact check. My my inconsistencies. So. Okay. Um, we have him coming up. NECC tournament later in the show talking about his season we'll talk about his season a little bit right now as well uh boys basketball we got underway we're back we're back in full we got through the holiday tournaments we're all we're back we're playing conference games games that matter um we'll start in the northern lakes conference four games this past friday night as tony astutely pointed out everyone scored an odd number no even numbers in the scoring of the NLC games this past Friday. Concord 57, Goshen 41, Warsaw 47, Northridge 41, Northwood 57, Wawasee 23, and then the two games, the two teams not in our coverage area, Mishawaka 63, Plymouth 55. All three of Northwood, Warsaw, Mishawaka, now 2-0 in the league. So those teams have set themselves apart from everyone else. And, uh, yeah, I mean, not really any surprises, I thought, on Friday night when you're looking at the records of these teams. No, I mean, Warsaw and Northridge, certainly the game, I think, that you had circled or starred or however you make notes on your calendar. Yeah. And I would say that that, I mean, it's a six-point margin that, that reasonably well lived up to the hype on, on one of our local TV stations. And <laughs> You can uh, say WHME, it's fine. Okay. They're not really I'm, a competitor. I'm not not sure how, how uh, protective you are. Of, recurring, of, recurring podcast guest Chuck Freebie. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I could make an, an awful pun of some sort in his honor, but I won't. Okay. Um, but, no, I mean, Warsaw certainly puts themselves in the driver's seat in the conference with that win, but the reality is they're still just one game up on Northridge with five conference games to go. So yeah. there's a, a lot of time for things to change. And, in fact, the Tigers are going to be uh, in your neck of the woods on Friday night, are they not? They are. They're coming up to Goshen on Friday night. Um, yeah. So when you look at the three teams at the top there, Northwood, is I think they're still the favorite. They're very yeah. good. They just they're just beating teams badly. They, yeah. Any team that is like even a step below them, they are just blowing them out. Mm-hmm. And they beat Wallace by thirty four. They beat Columbia City earlier in the week by twenty six. Like they just are really impressive right now. They get Northridge at Northridge Friday night. Northridge kind of playing in desperation mode. They've lost four in a row overall. They're seven and five. They were seven and one. You know, this is kind of like to salvage the the, the Randall C chances at a minimum. 
but maybe really turn the season around, yeah. beat a quality opponent like Northwood. Um, I'm really intrigued to see how that game goes down um, Friday night in Middlebury. So that's a, you know, it's a true road test for Northwood, and that's a, always a good game when those two two teams get together. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Um, the reality is that it only takes one game a lot of times to turn your season around, right. and uh, who better to do it against than the team that you just identified as the favorite in the conference? I mean, Northwood, it's not going to be an easy task for Northridge. Northwood basketball and easy task are not things that we use in the same sentence, except when there's the word not between them. Right. Um, but, and that's, uh, I mean, it's not the like the world's biggest rivalry, but they've been on the same stage enough that those two schools are, are not exactly sending each other Christmas cards. Yeah. So, not that you should be sending anybody Christmas cards. It's January. The time for that was last month. Right. Um, and, but, you know, historic. Yeah. They're not going to send each other, no matter what the date is. And the other thing is that... That's a big one for Northwood, too, because like you mentioned, they can deal, I mean, dealing Northridge a second conference loss. Right. Not that a two-loss conference champion would be completely unheard of, but it would certainly put Northridge's back even further up against the wall than it is right now. Yeah, yeah. They Northridge, it's, it's, it's hard to call it a must-win, but it's a must-win if they want to stay within this conference race. Um, Warsaw should, I mean, Goshen is 5-5, is five and five and... Shout out Concord. They've won three in a row. They've played really good defense in their last three games. They're maybe figuring some things out. They took care of business against Goshen. Kind of a surprising result in a sense. I thought the game was going to be closer. Concord really dictated the entire game outside of the first three, four minutes of the contest. And they get Plymouth on Friday, who's 0-2 in the conference, and it's in Dunlap. Like, Concord has a chance to stay right there in the race for the for the conference lead, and um, I just don't envision Goshen being able to take take care of Warsaw. Warsaw appears to be playing pretty well right now. Um, I don't know. It's just Goshen, just like they're 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 confusing, but they're also not because they've pretty much have won the games they're supposed to win, and they've lost the games they're supposed to lose, and they really haven't like they almost beat Wabash. They kind of hung around with Northridge for a little bit. They kind of like the the Concord game is the only head scratcher really of like the five that they've lost. We're like, huh, that was not a great performance. Well, yeah, but even there, they scored forty one. You said Concord's last two opponents didn't make it to thirty. Yeah, but so yeah, I mean Goshen had some some late you know buckets and kind of made it look closer. I mean Goshen got to thirty by the end of the fourth the third quarter, but still. Um, it wasn't ever in doubt. Like, there was never, like, once Concord got it to double digits, it never really strayed away from double digits. Right. So. You said the, the two ties in the game were 3-3 and 5-5. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Once They went on a 7-0 run after that, go up 12-5, and that was pretty much it. They kind of maintained that the rest of the game. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, NLC. Interesting, you know, this week it, it sets up really nicely for those Three two and O teams to go to three and O and kind of keep on chugging along. Next Friday, the twenty first, Northwood at Warsaw. Popcorn. So, yeah, I saw you guys have a popcorn machine. We in the do back have here. a popcorn machine in our office. We gave out a lot of popcorn on first Friday, in case you're wondering. And we had a cool dragon ice sculpture out front. That was pretty cool. Not not the not your pet dragon. No, right? not my bearded dragon. An actual dragon. Well, made of ice. A made of ice, yeah, yes. Okay. Um, 
Northeast Corner Conference. Yes, the North, not the Northeastern, the Northeast Corner Conference. Uh, West Noble continues to lead the conference. They are five and zero overall. Picked up two relatively comfortable wins over Lakeland and Eastside, both by twenty five plus points. 28 and 23. Sorry, 28 and 23. That's still an average. It's an average of 25. 25. So, 25 and a half, but who's counting? Um, Me. Yeah, I know you are. You're on top of everything, um, which I like. I, I respect that. You're on top of a lot of things. You are the statistician it's yes. for Goshen College. Like, numbers are your life. Yes. So, um, they're 9 and 1. They're only lost to Blackhawk Christian, who's the number two team in 2A now. Um, want to save a little bit of my West Noble talk for the conversation with Ethan, so we kind of talked more about their season. Um, shout out also Westview. This is a... They're my surprise team of the year right now. 7-3 and three overall. Their only losses are to Northridge by two, which they almost... They had a shot at the buzzer to win, missed it. And Gola, which they lost to at the buzzer, should have probably won that game, had a lead for most of it. And then Northwood. Everyone's losing to Northwood up here. It feels like. Other than, you know, when they play Mishawaka Marion or maybe like a South Bend Washington or West Noble could beat them. But there's no, my point is there's no shame in losing to Northwood. Right. So uh, Brady Yoder just having a great year. There was questions with Mason Yoder graduating, Brady becoming the main scoring threat. Like, what what are they going to look like around him? They're a very short team. Like, not many, not much height, but man, they shoot the lights out, and they are, they're pesky. They're pesky. That's my official title. I mean, the thing about Westview is you can, with the maybe the exception of, of Charlie Yoder a few years ago that went on to play D1 at least for a year and a half, uh, you pretty much tell the same story year in and year out, that they don't, even when, I was going to say there are names on the roster you haven't seen before. Uh, it's the, the odor. Yes. That, that wasn't <laughs> what I meant when the first names on the roster are the ones you haven't seen before. Uh, they still, I mean, you find a way to, sort of like I was saying with Northwood earlier, you don't put Westview and an easy test uh, in the same sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that, I mean, West Noble getting past Eastside last week is a big, good thing in terms of Eastside being another one of those clubs that's going to challenge for the top of the NECC. Not, not this year, at least. Okay. Yeah, Eastside's not good. I'm but sorry. They, sorry to burst that bubble. They team, have been. Uh, they cer- were good last year. Yeah, they certainly. And Central Noble was good last year too. Sorry to yeah. cut you off, but. And uh, yeah, but uh, when you go from when there was a, a move from Albion to Madison, Wisconsin, involved there, that, yeah, uh, yeah, Connor Seijin kind of out of eligibility in the IHSIA. That's unfortunate for Central Noble, but not for Wisconsin. He's been been doing reasonably well them. up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the other thing is, I mean. We talked about Eastside. You've got uh, West Noble was not the only area team to uh, get their way with the Blazers last week, right? Yeah, Fairfield. I love your you give me all these segues. I love that. Yeah, Fairfield. Um, the NECC is kind of goofy right now. There's a lot of one loss teams in conference play. Fairfield is one of them. They're two and one, three and six overall, but they're still in the conference race. They obviously play f- at least three more co- three more conference games now. Than they do in the NLC. Hamilton is no longer counts as an NECC win. They finally have just decided, hey, you could be in the conference, but we're playing JV. And, and quite frankly, that probably leads to some more competitive games. For not, not much. C- certainly, uh, I said more competitive. I didn't say right. they were competitive. That's true. Um, more competitive by default. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hamilton has not been... They've been a program for other teams to write home about the last few years, which is yeah. is not really... I mean, ultimately, nobody likes playing blowouts all the time. Yes. And they have gotten experienced at that in the yeah. wrong direction. Yeah. Um, but... That, and then that's always awkward because then the end of the year, it is varsity versus varsity when you get into the the state tournament. And, yeah. Well, we could segue Hamilton into our next conversation because Hamilton hosts the 1A, don't remind me. 1A sectional 51 where Bethany Christian currently resides. Um, they're playing well. You are the voice of the Bruins doing the play-by-play of home games at least. Yeah. Uh, Two big wins. Argus yeah. on the road. That was a big win on a Friday night. Come back Saturday night, beat Bremen. Bremen's not as good this year. No. But you, that's a good win for Bethany Christian. Yeah. that's First of all, those are big wins in the sense that both of those teams are literally bigger than Bethany is. Yes. Uh, Argus has a couple of pretty pretty substantial inside presences. Uh, Bremen got, got, I think, 11 points from Brady Orchid, who's six foot five. Uh, on the interior on on Saturday night, and that's the Bremen Ball Club. That their record is not pretty. I think they're zero and nine right now. But the Goshen, other reality yeah. is that that is a uh, that's a team that went from being a relatively big fish in the Northern State Conference to a smaller. Well, I guess they're the same size fish. They're just in a much much bigger pond now in the NIC. Yeah. And if you had a a setup in the NIC like they do in football, I think Bremen would be would be sort of okay in that that smaller group. But then you get thrown into the Pens and the South Bend City schools of the world, and I can't say that the Lions got thrown to the Wolves because to be the Wolves, you'd have to go over to Michigan City. Yes, and they're in the Dunland Conference. Yes, but uh, it Bremen. I mean, Bremen's girls played South Bend Washington on Friday or Thursday, and then turned around and played Bethany on Saturday. That is uh, that is a reasonably substantial drop off in enrollment. Yeah, yeah, uh, and talent. No disrespect to the Bethany Christian. Yeah, we're gonna talk about them in a minute. But but South Bend Washington's girls are like top twenty in the nation, right? They've moved up to eight last time I saw. Okay, that's top ten. Yeah, top ten. Pretty good. Pretty yeah, good. They're not, uh, not the unanimous number one team in the state of Indiana, though. Yeah, only because the Zionsville head coach has a vote. Yeah. And I, I get where he's coming from. We are undefeated. We're playing an Indianapolis schedule. We haven't lost. I can't not vote us number one. Right. But 19 of his comrades disagree with him. And there are only 20 votes. Yeah. And South Bend Washington has gone to Illinois and Michigan and played the best teams from those states and have won. Yeah. That's what helps the national ranking is when you go across state lines and beat teams like Bolingbrook, where I used to live, or the... Um, Michigan, the Detroit team from Detroit that they beat a couple weeks. Yeah. I don't forget who they were last month. Um, yeah. Okay, boys basketball. That's it. Bethany boys, last undefeated team in the HPC, Hoosier Plains Conference. Right. Which we, I think sometimes people forget, yeah, that's that exists. The Hoosier Plains Conference. It's still new. Not, not the people in the conference. They are very no. aware of the fact that it I exists. Always, I, I get confused sometimes if it's Lakeland Christian or Lakewood Park that's in it. Well, the other, it's Lakeland. The other thing is you get Lakeland in LaGrange confused with Lakeland Christian in Winona Lake. Yes. Uh, which are the not way, the same school, but they're both on Bethany's schedule and they're a week apart and that gets confusing. Bethany, Lakeland Christian in the same sectional. That's going to be fun. Both regular season games were decided by, what, three points or less? Two. Two. Yes. Sorry. Two. The game winning goal tend. 
Yeah. And then Bethany in the tournament. So, yeah. Rubber match? Maybe? I don't think either school would complain about that. Although, I mean, they'd complain about it in the sense that you you want to have an easy road through your sectional, and that would not be an easy road. I, I just wish they could move it to anywhere but Hamilton. Anyway, okay, girls basketball. Let's talk about the girls basketball scene. Um, tough week for Northridge. So, if, uh, if West Noble loses, by the way, on the boys' side... We'll just say it's a Ghost News podcast jinx because I brought on Doug Springer last week before their big week, and uh, they went zero two. So yeah, I don't. But I don't think losing to Northwood and Warsaw are going to be. I mean, they're not. Not that we have selection committees in Indiana; those wouldn't be bad losses. No, in the, the Northrop. The, the I mean, Northrop one definitely not. They're very good. Um, yes, Warsaw. That was a game you felt like they should win. Warsaw's a good team. Northridge was up 11, second quarter, felt like they were going to kind of roll to it. And Warsaw, give them credit, young team came back. Northridge had a little foul trouble, but uh, Warsaw made the plays down the stretch. And Northridge, you know, they were playing well down the stretch too, just ran out of time. Last second shot almost went. That would have been crazy if it had gone. Um, And so Warsaw wins 53-52, and Warsaw... um, Barring something unforeseen, should win out, win the NLC second straight season outright. Um, Northridge, sixteen and four. Like their season is still, it's been very good. Yeah, and but- that's a game where if they play Warsaw again in that sectional, like it's going to be another close game. You envision you would not be surprised if Northridge won that no. game. So it's it's going to be interesting how that bracket falls because that sectional is Northridge, Penn, Warsaw. Those three teams at the top, and then Concord, Goshen, Elkhart. Elkhart's still good. They're eleven and six. They got a Samaya Stout who could shoot the lights out. Like I think it's the second time I said shoot the lights out, but whatever. They're still on. They're on. The lights are on in here, for now. We've had the lights go out in here once. Fun fact. Strong mm, winds no. knocked out the power in the that building. Does not sound like a fun fact. No, we were mid taping. We had to restart. Very exciting. That sounds like an unpleasant fact. No, it was very un- anyway. But. I mean, Northridge, at, at, how many games is Northridge playing this year if they're already 16-4? and four? They, um... Well, well they, they got have, in a couple of tournaments that... Right, the tournaments, that, that drive they, they get expanded schedules. So they have, like, yeah, but four they or go, five more games? At least got, four. They've got four more, it looks like. Northwood is this Saturday. They still have to play... Um, who else have they play in conference? They, they are at Mich- They host Mishawaka on Friday the 20th. They host Fort Wayne Snyder on the 21st, and they round out the season at Plymouth. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah that sounds true. Yeah. Oh, they got Snyder coming to town on uh, Yeah. that Wednesday. I think it's a Wednesday. Right. No, the 21st. But the other thing is, I mean, Warsaw's conference schedule the rest of the way is. Saturday. Snyder's on a Saturday. Yeah. Warsaw's conference schedule the rest of the way is at Mishawaka, at Concord, and at home against, uh, and at home against Goshen in between those. Yeah. Um, and the reality is if Northridge, so if Northridge wants to win an NLC title, I believe you said something unexpected has to happen. Yeah. I mean, Goshen has Tyra Markham and Kyra Hill playing well right now. Yeah. They're 10 and 7. They're they're beating everyone they're supposed to beat. It's kind of like the, the boys team. Like, they're winning all the games you expect them to win. They hung around with Marion last week. Um, I know Marion, like, Nevaeh, Nevia, Nevia Foster. I'm not sure how you say it, but I it's know it's heaven spelled, spelled backwards. backwards. 
Yeah, Nevia. Nevia Foster. She's electric, but, you know, Goshen hung with them. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It, we're, it, it would be an upset if Warsaw lost any of those last three games. Yes. So, But that's how it works when you're leading the conference. Yes. Um, Fairfield, we have two 14-2 teams, Fairfield and Bethany Christian. And they're on a collision course to play each other in a couple of weeks. I know. Monday the 23rd. That's always the... Uh, should we go cover this game? Game because we don't have a Tuesday paper, and but it's two of our area teams, and they tend to be good. Like the last couple of years, they've both been good. I mean, combined record of twenty-eight and four at this point. Yeah, and Fairfield, just like you know the rest of the NECC teams, gets to conference tournament week this week, uh, which does not count for the overall conference record. In case anyone didn't know that. No, but in terms of bragging rights among those schools, it definitely counts. Feels like the girls bracket sets up for Fairfield Central Noble Championship game Saturday night at Garrett. Speaking of places I'd rather not have to drive. I have gone to Garrett before. It's uh, it's a drive. It is a drive. It, uh, it was allegedly easier to get there in the days of railroads because they're the railroaders. Yes. But we're uh, not in the days of railroads anymore. Sources. Um, yeah. So, Central Noble, 17-0. and Fairfield, 14-2. and They're both on the opposite ends of the bracket. You look at the rest of the teams, um, and, you know, it should. And then, the scheduling gods, Fairfield at Central Noble next Tuesday. Again, popcorn. Yes, two two times in four days. Probably. It could happen. Well, last year, Fairfield had to go to Eastside for a conference game on Friday night, and then they had to go to Eastside again on Thursday. The Tuesday for the conference tournament. Mm-hmm. That's a long drive. If anyone's ever gone to Butler, yeah. I have not gone to Eastside specifically, but I have been through Butler going other places. I've and been to, yeah. Been there twice. Yeah. Twice? Once for football, once for basketball. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and Bethany Christian. Uh, nice bounce back week 3-0. Yeah. Big HBC wins over Argus and um, uh, Lake, no. They play Lakewood. Lakewood uh, Park. They play. Who did they, they played play? Lakewood Park. Yeah, they played Lakewood Park. Not an HPC. Not team. in the HPC. Just a sectional opponent. They yeah. played Argus in a rescheduled. I mean, you, right? They got they that game got rescheduled from right before Christmas when we got dropped into a snow globe. Yes. And created a situation where you're playing three times in five days and six times in two weeks. Not fun. Not fun. Um. Well, kind of fun for me, but I just sit there and talk through it. Uh, yes. And, uh, yeah, good good bounce-back performance, both in the sense that they took a loss over Christmas break over in Laporte, as yeah. you know. Yeah, um, I mean, Highland's a pretty good 3A yeah, team. That's not so. a, again, not a bad loss on the schedule. Not the, that other, have the other Bethany days. Christian loss is, um, why did I not write this down before I sat down? Do you, remember, do you know off the top of your head? It was another good, yeah, oh, was, Central Noble. Central, Central Noble, Noble, yeah. Like, so your two losses... Are to three A teams that should win sectionals. Yes, so. um, and that's I mean you have that's uh, so they get two conference games this week: Career Academy and South Bend Trinity. Career Academy, which hmm. is about as much time as I'm going to devote to those two games. Mm. Um, and the big one then Black Hawk Thursday at home, also Senior Night. Yours truly will be there. Fine. Two uh, one school that is called the Braves and one school that used to be called the Braves. Bethany used to be the Braves. They were the Braves until 1997. Huh. Um, the more you know. 
the more you know. We need that that star graphic that used to be on TV. Yes. Um, and I mean, you've got you've said the names Zoe Willems and Mariah Stolzfus about seventeen billion times on this podcast. For yes, they one are our favorite athletes. And uh, Willems is in the. I think we could say really in the countdown to a thousand points now. She's at nine hundred and fifty something after yeah. Wednesday night. Well, our Stolzfus just broke the Bruin all-time steals record with a quarter of her junior season to go, and after, she missed six weeks last year. Yeah, missed most of the season last she year. She only played January and then the one sectional game because they only played one sectional game I last know. year. We don't talk about that. Um, hey, Fremont's not in the sectional anymore. That's good news. No, um, but I forget. Is it girls? That, Hamilton and boys at Blackhawk, or do I have no? It's got to be the boys are not playing at Blackhawk. No, because Blackhawk's two A in boys basketball, and they're really really good. I am aware. The girls are playing. The girls are at Blackhawk. The girls are at Blackhawk. The boys, the boys are, are at Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah, we established the boys at Hamilton. Hashtag girls are, yeah. gas prices. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have a chance to for our coverage area. Like, I'm starting to mentally scout sectional weeks. And like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. That's what I do. And yeah. um, girls basketball sectional finals. We could have Blackhawk, or we have Bethany Christian at Blackhawk. Uh, Fairfield, the Fairfield sectional. We're guaranteed to have a team in the final. Fairfield, Northwood, Wallasey, uh, Lake Glend, or um, West Noble. Probably Fairfield will be in that final against someone. Um, and then in the 4A one, the 4A one, we have Northridge. Really good if that that draw, or if any of it's Ocean Concord or Elkhart, like somehow gets in there. The good news is though that with that mix of schools involved, uh, everything but one A is fairly local, right? Yeah, the two and even the two A one Westview girls are okay. I don't Central Noble, I believe, or is in that with them, so I don't envision yeah. uh, Westview making a run out of that one. But you but, never know. I mean. Part of the reason the, right the Goshen season's been a little bit boring is that the games have worked out how you would expect them to on paper. Yeah. And part of the fun of sectional week is that somewhere, something does not go like it's supposed to on paper. Like Fremont two years in a row. And the Bethany Christian girls. Right. Especially two, especially two years ago. Yeah, two years ago, that team Bad. was pretty stacked. And now, I mean, they were stacked, but some of that talent was freshmen. Yes. Now, those ta- now that talent is juniors. Yes. Um. Yeah. And, yeah, so you've got... Where is that 4A sectional? It's at Concord. Thou shalt Concord. not win at McEwen Gym. Is that sign still up there? What? Was there used to be a sign in that... A banner in that gym, thou shalt not win at McEwen Gym, from when they had like a... A screamometer? Well, yeah, some of that vintage. It's a, it's, a, it's called the screamometer. Yeah, no, from the, the years where, where thou didst not win at McEwen Gym if thou weren't a road team. Yeah. I think. Are you talking about like the machine that like lights up when you make noise? I think it was a separate, uh, a separate banner you know, oh. on that same wall. I don't know, but I mean the winning streak of the '80s is in the '80s. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's still not a fun place to go if you're a visiting team. No, no. Um, it still gets loud in there for big games. Yeah. And the boys are playing better. I would expect a good crowd for their game against Plymouth on Friday. Yeah. Plymouth's okay. Concord are good. Conqueror's okay, too. They're going to have to put a big rock outside so Plymouth can find it? Yes. Uh, wrestling. Let's do wrestling quickly. Yes. Maybe quickly. Um, girls re- girls wrestling. Shout out. Just going to give them a shout out. Um, 
they had their state regional tournaments this past week, and uh, the Indiana High School Girls Wrestling is like the name of the association, um, and they have four regionals. And the it's funny because it's northeast was at Penn, northwest was at Jay County, and all of our teams except Wawasee went to Jay County. Like Elkhart was. 10 minutes away, 20 minutes away from Penn. The Northeast Regional was at Penn, and the Northwest Regional was at Jay County? Yes. I did finish in the top 10 in the state in the Geography B in seventh grade, and Mm. that makes no sense. Mm. Yes. So, um, we had Goshen, Elkhart, and West Noble, and all of them going to Jay County on Friday. And the only ones that went to Penn... Was Wallace C. The silence, I, I think, tells the story. Yes, that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure that recurring podcast guest Steve Craw has been to Jay County for something. Yes, he's been to everywhere. Yeah, uh, but but that was not geographically favorable for the Goshen News coverage area last no, week. No, no. I don't know. I mean, girls wrestling being a relatively new sport, it's a little bit hard to demonstrate what the who the the juggernauts are there, although I assume Penn's good because... Penn won, Penn won the team regional, yes. Because Penn is good at everything? basically everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, that's... Um, yeah, I'm still stuck on that process of drawing the map. Yeah. So, we have five girls that are going to the state meet, which is this Friday at Mooresville High School. Um I don't know where Mooresville is at. It's, I'm guessing that, it's somewhere central in the state. Yeah. I don't think they would do a state. The only, like, well, there's a couple that are not central. The Ter- only Terre Haute. I was going to say, uh, do we know anybody that would put a state championship in, say, Terre Haute or Fort Wayne? Yeah. Or um, Purdue hosts softball. Yeah. Bloomington for track. Yeah, but at least IU and, at least at Bloomington and West Lafayette, you can say you're you're doing your state public universities a, a right. solid. Right, the the cross country in Terre Haute is, I don't know, it was close for anybody except Terre Haute. Yeah, I so, mean, it's a nice course. It is a nice course. Um, anyway, back to wrestling. Yes. We had two individual regional winners. Um, Genesis Ramirez from Elkhart, she won the 98-pound weight class at the Northeast Regional, um, which is, I'm sorry, Northwest Regional was Penn, Northeast Regional was Jay County. My apologies. Still ridiculous that they all had to go to Jay County. Anyway, um, Genesis Ramirez at the Northeast Regional from Elkhart, 98 pounds. And then Alexandra Garcia from Wallace, 160-pound weight class champion at the Northwest Regional. And then three others advanced. Jim Towns Flaherty Harder at 138 pounds. She was fourth placed at the Northeast Regional. Nayama Gafar, I apologize if I said that wrong. Northwood, 113 pounds, second place at the Northeast Regional. And then Michaela Withrow from West Noble, third place at the 106 pounds from the Northeast Regional. So we have five girls going down to state meet this Friday, Mooresville High School. Wrestling starts at 11 a.m. That's uh, Mooresville is southwest side of Indianapolis, sort of yeah. south of Avon and Plainfield. So it is relatively central under the state. So yeah, it's not. I mean, it's it's two or three towns outside 465. So it's not maybe the easiest place in the world to get to. But, right. 
It's, it's tough. It's at tough. least in the middle of the state and yeah. not, I mean, you wouldn't put your state meet at Angola. That would be a stretch. Right. It's tough for the girls right now because they're not an, emer- they're, they're an emerging sport. They are an emerging sport by the IHSAA, so they're not kind of, they have to wrestle on fr- the Friday. Like, they can't do a Saturday because the IHSAA is doing stuff now on Saturdays and all that stuff. But I'm intrigued, so I'm putting a story together this week about the sport in general, where it's growing, how it's trending. Um, going to talk to Genesis and Alexandra for it and their coaches. Um, so the other thing is we've got you said we've got five area qualifiers at state. They're from five schools too. Right, so that's it's, cool. This is not one of those situations where I'm going to pick on Penn again. You get ten qualifiers and eight of them are from Penn. Yeah, I think. I, I don't remember, and this is probably just bad of me because I wasn't paying as much attention last year. I remember, I think a Goshen girl got through last year, Maria Riscalvo, but there really wasn't like a lot of the girls, you know, going. Now that it's been an IHSAA emerging sport, you're seeing Wallace have girls and Northwood have girls and Elkar and Jimtown and. So it's kind of cool, and West Noble, like it's. There's been a couple girls here and there that have wrestled on the boys' team, but now we're, they're getting their own spotlight. I don't know if they will officially make it a sport, but it. I don't know. It feels like we got a lot more going on this year. It feels like we're moving in that direction at some rate of speed. Right, and I was talking to someone else about this, but like comparing it to kind of like gymnastics, we're like gymnastics in the state. How many schools even do it? Like, how many schools can field a full team? Like, a sixth of them? Maybe a fifth? Like, girls wrestling is kind of in that similar spot where, like, yeah, not every team is going to have it. Not every school is going to have girls wrestlers. But there might still be enough. If you're going to justify having gymnastics, like, girls wrestling is going to have similar numbers probably. Yeah. So... Um, that's just where I, I think it's going, and it would be very cool to see it become a sport. I don't know if boys volleyball can make it as a sport. That's well, that's a, a that's the other emerging sport right now. That's a, a different conversation in the sense that boys volleyball, I think, is pretty centered around Indianapolis. Yeah, just in the sense that it's a team sport, you've got to have the numbers to put. I mean, six dudes on the floor and twelve or fourteen on your team. Uh, where wrestling is very much a one-on-one thing. You know, you don't right. You don't need an entire team to have a state qualifier. Right, right. It's going to be interesting. Um, I think I saw East Noble is doing boys volleyball, but I don't know if anyone else from our area yeah. has the numbers to do it. Like that's well, like go like some do. Penn does, but like. I'm talking that about doesn't like, count. Yeah, that doesn't count. They're, they're literally not in your coverage area. Yeah, I know. But like in my head, who has like the biggest enrollments? Yeah. Goshen, Goshen, Elkhart. and Concord and Elkhart. Like those yeah. are the big, the big three. Air quote of and Northridge, kind of. But like, like Bethany's not going to play volleyball, men's right. volleyball. Westview, no. like they they struggle to get enough numbers for track and and baseball, let alone boys volleyball. Right. Like so. And the other thing is that, much as we would like to talk about football all the time, uh, basketball in Indiana is still, I mean, they literally made movies about it. Yeah. You know, it's the 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 600-pound gorilla in the room, so mm-hmm. to speak. Um, and you're going directly against that in terms of boys' volleyball numbers. 
and participation. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's going to be a spring sport, but, you know, it, I don't know. It's just going to be, I think it's going to be tough. It's going to be much harder for wrestling, or for boys volleyball to make it instead of girls wrestling with the I think, point you made about yeah. one person can be a wrestler and that's 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 it. You don't need any, you don't need minimum six to play wrestling. Yes. In play fact, wrestling, that sounds funny. Yes. You're a, a WWE yeah. AEW kind of person. You would know about play wrestling, wouldn't I, you? I love play wrestling. It's my favorite wrestling. So, um, other wrestling, by the way, um, Wawasee Mishawaka for the NLC title Wednesday night in Syracuse should be a fun matchup. We'll have coverage of that. Mike Deke, our new correspondent, new ish, he's done some stuff for us in the fall. Um, he's helping us out with that. Um, Mishawaka just won the team 3A state title. So they're pretty good. Should yeah, I say it? I mean, Mishawaka. Oh, you're thinking popcorn again? If it's going to be a popcorn. It should be popcorn. Yeah. I think Wallace will keep it competitive. I don't yeah. think they're going to. I don't know if they have the horses to win. It's but, not going to be a Georgia, Georgia TCU college football situation. No. Um, Wallace should keep it pretty good. They're going to win a couple. They're definitely going to win some matches. It's just, can they, do they have the overall depth to kind of beat a Mishawaka? It's going to be pretty hard to knock them off. And then the NLC, the NLC and the NIC tournaments start Saturday or are Saturday. They don't, they are Saturday. So they do start Saturday, but they also finish Saturday. They finish, start and finish Saturday. Yes. I dropped my pen, so I apologize for the awkward two seconds of silence. Yeah. But that ends up creating something we were talking about before the show um, that you get a, a little bit of another awkward thing this this time of year where, okay, basketball season's in full swing. These, these kids aren't letting up. Um, but you've got wrestling and swimming hitting the biggest dates of the season, the most wonderful time of the year if you're singing along with Andy Williams in your head. Yes. Um, and they're also, you know, you're going to have umpteen sectional champions in in uh, wrestling and swimming and just from an athlete of the week perspective how do you pick among those but then it's hard to get all of the kids the recognition they deserve yeah it's it's gonna be tough this is always a with the conference meets coming up and uh, we'll segue that into swimming because girls swimming these conference championship meets are happening this Saturday NIC and NLC um, the NIC the Northern Indiana I don't really know a ton about the girls from Elkhart. Jimtown only has two on the roster. Um, Penn's going to win that, so it's fine. Um, NLC, Northern Lakes, could be fun. Yeah. Could be very fun. Um, Concord will will probably wrap up the regular season title this today, Tuesday. They're going against Northwood, who's below 500 in the conference. Right. Um, so... Is that one of those where the conference title is determined partially by your dual record and yes. partially by your performance at the conference meet? Half, half the half of it goes for the duels, half of it goes to the conference meet. So if if Wallace C wins the conference meet on Saturday, them and Concord share it. So right. Um, also, Wallace C is that team yeah. that will challenge in the girls. Concord. Did you uh, did you write last week that Concord took steps towards? Winning its conference in your lead regular season. Yes, I featured a very because I know I love Dave Preheim at Concord. He's one of my favorite people in the yeah. area. But I knew if I had word it 
just they were going to win the Northern Lakes Conference title, he would have texted me being like, hey, just to let you know, it's actually split between, yes. you know, the regular season and the, po- the yes. conference tournament. I, I, I know what I'm doing, Dave. I, I know what I'm doing. I, I You appreciate the, the local pedants. I would know I am one. Mm-hmm. Um, but... The yeah, it's it's a, a fine line there in terms of making sure you don't put all of the eggs in the regular season basket. But it's like, in many ways, I think it's more impressive to win the regular season than it is to win the the tournament. Just in the sense that you've got to bring it seven yeah. times in an eighteen league. The regular season is a is more of a value of your depth as a program. Yes, the conference and the sectional and the state that's that's where your top end talent really matters. I mean. That's why Wawasi has a chance to win the conference meet. They don't maybe have the depth that Concord does, but they their top-end talent, you're talking about naming kids, uh, Julie Mishler, Alexis Mishler, Addison Beasley, Kaya Farrington, Hayden Near. Those five, they run, they run, they swim the relays, they do individual stuff. They're going to give Concord all they can handle. And Concord, I mean, Katie Brenneman, Bella Sponseller, Audrey Lance, Ella Lance, Sydney Stutzman. Like, those five, too, are like their core five. Or, sorry, Sophia Stutzman. Did I say Sydney? Yes, Sophia. Sophia Stutzman. Sorry. Um, so, those five for each team are going to be like pretty right. much, you know, all competing in four different events. That's going to be really fun. I'm really excited to see what, yeah, who wins those races and... And then you got, you know, Northridge still has some good good talent. Sydney Nethercutt in the 500. She should probably win that. Tavia Bratt. They won the 200 individual or the 200 medley, 200 yard medley relay race against Concord last week. So, like, you got to figure they're going to be in the mix for that. Like, yeah. Northridge isn't going to win, but they're going to steal points. Right. No, I'm just thinking back to, you know, Carnell has won approximately 17,000 state championships in swimming. Yeah. Um, they've been, Carnell has been dominating swimming since not just Stu Swartz was in here, but Herb Swartz was in here. Probably. Uh, and, uh, but but it's like, it was Elkhart Central for a long time that had the streak of dual meet wins because, well, partially because they were three hours apart and didn't meet in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, you know, just because you don't get the big trophy at the end of the year um, and, how does a wood trophy hold up in the humidity of an editorium? I want to know. Uh, I, I think they keep it stored away in the air That's conditioning for um, a while. But, you know, it's that whole one school wins the big trophy at the end. Uh, that doesn't negate all of the work that a bunch of other schools put in to win the smaller trophies along the way. Yeah, I think. And both Wallacea and Concord are going to be top 10 at state again this year. I mean, yeah. I think Wallacea was 13th last year, but they're going to be a top 10 team at state. I think Carmel's going to win. Well, yeah. We know who's going to win. It's not a matter of who's going to win. Um, but Concord, you know, thought, you know, maybe they'll take a slight step back. Their depth is still so good, and their, their top-end talent is still good. So, it's going to be fun. NLC Girls Swimming Championships, that's going to be an ele- – the conference and the sectional meets are always electric because the other gender isn't swimming. So, they're in the crowd going crazy. So that NLC girls and the boys and then the confer- the sectionals are awesome. They're, they're right. great atmospheres. I would be a little bit concerned about getting too electric just because water. But yes, where where are those uh, where are those championship meets NL- if people want to go to them? NLC girls Thursday are the prelims. Saturday are the finals. All at Concord. 
And I'll see boys January 26th, 28th at Northridge. The girls sectional is at the Elkhart Aquatic Center. Thank God. That place rules. Best lighting. Um, and it's not in Hamilton. And it's not in Hamilton. And I believe the boys are also at Elkhart. That makes sense. On the third the third Saturday of February for sectional. State, of course, the IU Natatorium in Indianapolis. At Only IU. one of the best swimming venues in the country. It is host of the Olympic trials. Michael Phelps has swam there. That's Multiple you, times. His name's on the wall. That's how you know it's important. Yeah. So, okay, let's go to our interview with... Uh, West Double Boys basketball coach Ethan Marsh, my interview. Tony was not part of the interview. I'm sorry, Tony. I didn't That's mean fine. to. Okay. Um, we talk West Double Boys basketball. We talk, um, yeah, that's pretty much it, actually. I'm not going to lie. We didn't really deviate. Oh, we also talked about me uh, gaining 20 pounds. That's also part of it. So here's our interview with Ethan Marsh. We are now joined by West Noble Boys basketball coach Ethan Marsh. The Chargers are 9-1 and one on the season as of today uh, when we were doing this interview, which is January 9th, 2023. 5-0 oh in the NECC, the last remaining unbeaten team in the conference. Ethan, how are you today? I'm pretty good, Austin. Pretty good. Appreciate you inviting me to come on. Yeah, you're a second coach to come on in the last couple of weeks, so congratulations. You're, you're, you've earned the distinction of that, I guess. I don't know what that gets you any, or anything, but uh, we appreciate it. So, um, you, know, you guys have played 10 games, you know, as I mentioned, won nine of them. Um, you're 5-0 and in the conference. Your only loss is to uh, the number one team in Class 2A, Fort Wayne uh, Blackhawk Christian, um, or number two. They're, they're pretty much the top one of the top two teams there now, I guess. Um right. How would you kind of maybe assess the first six, seven weeks of your season have gone so far? You know, it's it's been, you know, obviously we've gotten off to a good start here and, and uh, you know, kind of put ourselves where we want to be in the conference standings, you know, as far as uh, giving ourselves a chance to, to do something that hasn't been done here in a while. Um, but, you know, these guys, I'm lucky. You know, I, I have great kids, you know, um, Great kids that do a great job in the classroom, do a great job in practice, show up to work. They they accept our coaching, you know. And um, I kind of we've talked about it with them before. Is you you want kids that you would be okay losing with. Now you know, you know obviously, fortunately, we we don't have to do that. You know, we've been <laughs> gotten off to this start, right? But, you know, they're they're a group of guys that I would I would be okay going with a losing stretch with just because of how they show up to work, you know, like I said, how they how they go about their business and and just uh, enjoy being around them. So that makes that makes it even more enjoyable. Yeah, it, it, we've kind of talked about you are the last undefeated team as of now in the NECC. Um, is it strange, like, you know, you've had you were the last team on on December twenty first, right? You beat the Prairie Heights, and that's it. And you're the last unbeaten team. Is it weird, almost having like? two months to like kind of like defend that record I guess for lack of a better term like you almost wish you had someone else with you maybe to be undefeated you could like ride it out together right well yeah I mean I wouldn't go that far yeah yeah no I'm not saying you want a loss I'm just saying like it's weird to be the only undefeated team for two months potentially here down the stretch yeah Something that you know, guys like you talk about more than more than other guys do. 
Yeah. It's a whole separate thing, you know. It's, it's not affecting the conference standings. It's not affecting anything, you know, big picture. It's just one week kind of, uh, you know, a little tournament crammed into a week. So yeah. that's kind of the weird thing for us. But, um, no, I, I I get what you mean. And, and, you know, fortunately I think our guys have done a good job of just focusing, you know, one game, one day, one practice at a time. Yeah, you, you mentioned the conference tournament that gets going this week. It starts Tuesday night around the area. You guys uh, got a bye along with Westview, obviously, who you're playing in the quarterfinal game. But if you win this thing, you're still going to play three games in four days. Um, how do you try to manage that? And and just, uh, you know, obviously, like you said, it's, it's a weird because it doesn't really affect the conference standings. But you want to win this thing because it's cool to, like, win the conference tournament. But... So I guess how do you try to like manage all of that this week and, and the load management and things like that? Right. Well, you know, fortunately for us, we have we have a pretty good group of seniors that has really stepped up in the leadership areas that, that we've kind of asked them to. So, um, you know, the, the flip side of that, yes, you know, you got to kind of pay attention to, you know, your guys' bodies and how, how, uh, how fresh you can keep them. But the flip side is, you know, I don't think there's very many high school kids this time of the year, kind of the, the dog days, if you will, that want to practice a ton either. So you know, for them, it's kind of exciting that, you know, we don't have to practice a lot this week. You know, that doesn't mean that they don't like showing up to work every day, but I mean, who doesn't, who wouldn't rather play games than go to practice? So right. for kids, I think that part of it is, is a little bit more exciting. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a different beast this week. And, uh, you know, we'll, we usually kind of cut our practices shorter, you know, second half of the year anyway. So we're into that stretch now, just trying to keep bodies fresh. Um, and we do have a couple of guys that, that don't get many rests. So, you know, I, fortunately for us, I think those guys have, have prepared themselves for it. And uh, I think they'll be ready. Yeah, you, you get Westview Wednesday. Um, I think they're kind of surprising a little bit around the area. I don't know how many people knew what to expect with them, with the new head coach. And, uh, you know, Brady Yoder was – um, you know, the only really returning score for them, but they are sitting there at seven and three. Um, they're playing well. Their only losses are to like quality teams, Northridge, Northwood, um, and there's one other that's escaped my head right now. I should have looked that up before Angola. I Angola. Yeah, at the buzzer. So like, you know, kind of a crazy loss there. Um, what have you seen from them so far on tape and then what's gonna maybe be a challenge or two uh, trying to game plan against them? Yeah, I mean they've they like you said, they've gotten off to a great start too. They've you know They've won three in a row, you know, coming into playoffs, coming into the conference tournament. Um, you know, Coach Pribble, Chandler, uh, you know, I know him a little bit. Uh, um, you know, we kind of had uh, some ties with the, some Bluffton guys and some Columbia City guys. So, uh, got to know him a little bit, know, you know, know the family a little bit. So, um, he does a great job with them. They've, they've really kind of turned it loose, you know. They're a little bit different playing a different pace uh, than they have in the past couple of years. Uh, they've got pretty much five shooters on the floor at all times. Um, you know, uh, they're not the biggest team. They don't have the size, some of the size that, that we've had to go against, you know, brought up Blackhawk. I mean, they're, mm -hmm. they're just huge. So, <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a different kind of matchup for us. Um, but uh, like you said, they've gotten off to a good start, and Brady Yoder is, is as good as, as anybody around. So, you know, when you have a guy like that and the pieces around him that can all make shots, it, it definitely presents some problems.
Yeah, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask about your your star player as well, Austin Kripe. Um, already the all-time score, league scorer in school history with uh, two months to go here. Um, you know, we were talking after Perry Heights, so you kind of run out of words to describe him. Um, but just where has he maybe improved the most from last year to this year, and just how important has that leadership element for him been this season as well? Yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, the two areas, you know, would be, you know, you bring up the leadership side, and he's been phenomenal this year. You know, all, all summer, you know, we got to travel a lot more this summer, kind of got back to some normalcy of what our summers would look like. We mm-hmm. got to go down play in the Charlie Hughes and, you know, spend the night together in a hotel and, and just the way that he is with his teammates and even even the younger guys, the, the JV, the freshmen, uh, you know, with when the middle schoolers come in, the, the youth league guys, you know, his leadership is is far beyond, you know, what it's been. He's really taken ownership of this year. Um, you know, the other side of it, you know, more of what you see on the court, I guess, he's he's really put on some weight, uh, and it's good weight. You know, that was that was a big thing for us talking with him, and I know, you know, uh, Coach Draven at Bethel talking with him is just getting your body ready to play at the next level. And uh, at one point, I haven't – we haven't weighed him lately, but at one point he had added 20 pounds, and that's that's just not easy to do. So mm-hmm. uh, I do feel like he played through a little bit early in the year of trying to get used to playing at that weight, and and that's always something that you know you got to figure out. But you know I think his performances lately have uh, have shown that he's kind of figuring it out a little bit. So uh, just that added weight I think has has really helped him, you know, in multiple areas. Yeah, I mean, I've added twenty pounds in the last year too, but uh, probably not, probably not good weight. So we're we're gonna go try to lose that weight, I think, at some point here. Um, uh, yeah, Ethan. So yeah, I mean, you get this conference tournament week, and you know, coming up, and just you know, what are you trying to get out of this week? Obviously, you want to win it, but um, what are you trying to do? Maybe get you guys ready to set, you set yourself up, I guess, for the second half of the season. Yeah, it's. It pretty much, yeah. that's pretty much is, yeah. I mean, yeah, you, end of February is the regular half. season, right? right? So, yeah. You've got the first half, and then, you know, like I said, you go on pause for about a week for this tournament, and then the second half coming out of that, you really start, you know, thinking a little bit more about, you know, end of the year and the sectional and stuff like that. So, um, no, I, I, I'm I looking forward to it. Um, you know, I'm glad we get to host on Wednesday. It's always fun kind of playing in front of the home crowd. Um, but you know, the, there's there's a lot of teams in this in this conference that could uh, could make a little run here. You know, um, our half of the bracket. I mean, Prairie Heights Fairfield they played already. It was a, it was a really good game. It was a close game. Um, Fremont and Garrett, they're it's their rubber match. You know, kind of an awkward situation. Anyway. Right. It doesn't happen a ton. Um, but you know that if you're in that that Westview sectional, I guess they play each other three or four times every year. It seems like. <laughs> Yeah, but but uh, you know this—they've split those first two. You know, talking about Fremont and Garrett, so you never know what's going to happen there. And you know, the top side, you know, Angola, Central Noble. I mean, Angola has had some some really good wins. Talking about you know they got Westview with the buzzer. Um, you know, Central Noble's had some good games. That's a that's a tough team. They kind of came back on us. Um, you know, Lakeland has the ability to put up a lot of points. Um, so I mean. You never know what's going to happen. Um, yeah, and it's it's kind of crammed in here too, where 
you know, Friday, if you're lucky enough to get to Friday, Saturday, it's, you don't have a whole lot of time to prepare. So um, it's a different challenge, but, you know, our guys have talked about it. They've got some goals that they have, you know, they, they got together and our coaches weren't even in the room when they did it. So, you know, they came up with their own goals and, and this week was, was one of them. And, you know, it's, uh, 2014, I think, was the last time West Noble got one. Maybe the only time West Noble's gotten one of these. So um, I know it's on the list of, of things that our guys have been have been looking for and working working towards. Yeah, it's about as close to a sectional week as you can simulate in the regular season here. I know a lot of, a lot of teams will try to play the Friday Saturday um, in the regular season to get used to them. I mean, you just did it, obviously, Friday Saturday, right. Lakeland and East East Side, and um, right. but playing three games in a week. I mean, this is about like I said about like I said about as close as you can get to simulating a sectional as possible. So, um, well, Ethan, we appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you so much for taking some time. Good luck this week. Uh, it's always fun. Always an interesting tournament, um, I feel like. You always get some good matchups there at the end. And uh, both the boys and the girls, they feel kind of open uh, this year. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how these matchups kind of shake out. So uh, I agree. It should be, a, should be a great week for our conference. You know, yeah. let, uh, let everybody get, get some shine and uh, get some publicity and should be good. You know, we've got we've got some good teams, like you said, both sides, boys and girls. So uh, it should be a great week for the conference. Yeah, appreciate it as always, Ethan. Thank you for coming on. Yep, no problem. Thank you. Thank you, Ethan, for spending some time with me Monday morning, chatting on the phone. Big week for the Chargers. And, uh, again, I'm sorry. If West Oval loses to Westview, no more guests. We'll do no more, at least for one week. No more interviews. So... And that's a that's like a first, the first game out of the shoot for both of those teams, right? Yes, yeah. They the uh, first games are tonight, Tuesday night, and then Westview West Elba both got the bye. But you still got to win three games in four days for them. And if you're like Fairfield, you got to win four in five days. So assuming it doesn't snow, which yeah. this week you think doesn't look to be an issue there, but. It's January. It has happened before where the, the schedule for that tournament gets knocked out of the whack. I don't think I've been here for the NEC, where an NECC tournament got moved around because of the weather. Yeah. Knock on... I don't know if you heard that on the podcast. I knocked on wood. Um, okay. Well, Tony, you're employed by Goshen College, so we figured we'd talk about the Maple Leafs. We haven't done a Maple Leaf Minute all winter break because... Uh, well, I give them winter break off. I'm guessing the dulcet tones of Dante Stanton will reappear next week. Um... I just put yikes on my notes. Um, basketball teams, I thought they could beat Taylor. That's why I went Wednesday, and they they really really bad second quarter. Really they won bad three out of the quarter. four quarters. They did win three out of the four. The second quarter was eighteen to two. Not great. Lost by f- five eventually. Got down to one, but yeah. So, um, and then they both went on to Marion, and uh, we don't have to talk about that, but you, if you want to, you can, I guess. Marion, I mean, that was... Marion's good. That, those were two top 15 teams in the NAIA, and they played like two top 15 teams in the NAIA. I think that's about what there is to say about that. Caden Johnson, uh, career-high 16 rebounds in the men's game. Caden, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Also, there are too many Johnsons on that roster. There's yeah. three of them. It's been really unfortunate that Michael Johnson hasn't been able to play this year. Yeah. That's tough. Um, big piece for them, obviously. Yes. So, uh, but I mean, good to see, good to see freshmen coming out and having big days. Um, the th- problem with rebounds, of course, is that those require missed shots, and there were a few too many of those. Um, but also, I mean, 
the the thing about Christmas break in a college perspective is you get the basketball teams playing over break, and that's pretty much it. And mm-hmm. so it can sort of drag down the entire your entire schedule if you hit a losing streak at the wrong time. Um, but I mean, this weekend you get track and field back in action. They're going over to. Hey, second mention of Angola. Trine, They're going to yeah. Trine uh, uh-huh. noon on on Saturday, and that's a, a program that has not struggled in terms of its top end competition. The depth has been a little bit iffy in, in the last couple of years, but that's certainly getting better. I yeah. think um, they'll get started. And men's volleyball, which showed up in the news a couple times, couple of times last couple last of weeks. week. Uh, Jewel Lehman. Yes. Uh, yeah. So their season, that? their season for the record starts on Friday the twenty seventh. Yeah. First match. Uh, they start practice this week. And Official yeah, practice. that was uh, Lauren Ford just catching up on the news. Got the 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 head coaching job for men and women at Edward Waters University, which is a D two school in Florida. Yeah, Jacksonville to be more specific. Yes. And, and uh, Jewel Lehman is now the interim head coach. Yeah. Um, the kine- but kineoz- kine- kinesiology, kinesiology. Yeah. I mean, where have I seen her name before? I feel like she's coached in the area. No, I know she coached at Goshen College. Jewel was. She's been so she's been teaching in kinesiology for close to twenty five years. Um, and was prior to that, uh, she was there. Sorry, while she was there, she was the head volleyball coach for several years, and then realized. She couldn't do teaching and coaching at the same time justice to either one of them. Um, and before that, she actually spent four years as the head women's volleyball coach at Campbell University in North Carolina, which is like D- small D1. Yeah. Her last year there, she was 32 and 7. It's pretty good. Um, and, I mean, she'll have, uh, you know, in the, the building, you kind of talk about Jewel and Val as a unit because the assistant or the, the associate professor of kinesiology, Val Hirschberger, also a former Maple Leaf volleyball coach. Uh, she is kind of the superintendent of knowing where all of the stuff, which random closet, that thing that you're looking for that you may not have seen in six months, Val knows where it is. It's pretty amazing that you had two former coaches yes. already on the school. That's nice. Help them interim yeah. head coach. They could, they're probably like, fine. I mean, I'll the, sacrifice for three months of my life yep. and four months of my life. And The thing that you worry about with an interim head coach is usually... Number one, are they going to be, you know, are they just doing the job to do the job or are they actually invested in the school and the players? Right. Not going to be an issue. Number mm-hmm. two, are they, uh, and then, yeah, number two is, um, are, you know, since it's an interim head coach that, that hasn't necessarily been plugged into everything, are the standards going to slip? And that is going to be even, I think, even less of an issue just in the sense that, I mean, Jewel in particular, very much in the old Sarge Yoder, Yoder model of uh, you are going to be a phys ed graduate or a kinesiology graduate now. You're going to have to come out and show that you know what you're talking about so that people know you're not a dumb jock. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, these are the sorts of people that will come sit down with you at the end of class and they'll be like, you know, why are you mailing it in? This isn't a class you can blow off. You know how I know this? It happened to me. Mm-hmm. Twice. Uh, <laughs> Once with each of them. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that's... And the other thing is that, quite frankly, if you're coming into college to play a sport, okay, it may not be a permanent head coaching situation, but if you're coming into college to play a sport, you're probably going to end up in the kinesiology department anyway for something mm-hmm. or other. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, just because... Everybody's got everybody's got to take at least the basic wellness for life class. And uh, you're going to run into Jewel and Val and... It's fun to get them started and wound up on things because they're they're so passionate about how you can get the body to work better. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
it sounds like maybe you could use some advice there, given what we know about your weight gain. Yes, um, yes. And yeah, I know. I've I've gone to Planet Fitness. Good. Twice since good. I interviewed Ethan Marsh. Good. How many times will I go after this podcast? We'll see. Well, but I've been two days in a row. Awesome. Um, Progress. But no, they're just they're, they get super wound up about how can we use what we know about the body to help other people. Yeah. And that's, uh, maybe in I'll, this maybe sense, I'll it would be to... a sports performance mindset rather than maybe a fitness for life mindset, but mm. they they know what they're doing. Yeah. And I think they've demonstrated that. I think they're one of them is in, one of them is pushing the ten list of the 10 longest tenured professors on campus. Yeah. So that makes the sense. other thing is they didn't have to relocate and right. they're coming into a campus they already know. Yes. Um, and looking at the men's volleyball roster too, a lot of, lot of change. Uh, feels like coming into this year. Yeah. So a lot of big big players that were contributors last year graduated, moved on. Um, yeah. So it's kind of an interesting year for the men's volleyball team. I feel like this. They've been good. They were. I mean, they they've were been tw- good. They were twenty and nine last year. That's yeah. uh, it's hard to complain about winning more than sixty six percent of your game. I mean, right. Twenty I mean, and ten would have been two thirds, and they they, didn't... they were really good the year before. Yeah. And they were good in the COVID shortened year too. I yes. mean, this is one of the better programs on campus. Mm. And you get to finally get to you get to play your biggest rival, Bethel. Yeah, that's in, gonna be that's uh, gonna in, be interesting. In the sport now too. That's gonna be interesting in the sense that Bethel was able to hire away Eric Snyder from Campbellsville. Mm. Uh, he was the the head coach that had built a pretty solid program down in Kentucky. Um, and so with with some work in, can I? I don't know if it's technically the transfer portal in the NIIA, but the transfer portal is the term we all know. Uh, they look like they're going to be pretty decent. I think they were sixth in the WAC preseason poll as a first-year program. It's not um, bad. And I mean, we Goshen's got a couple of uh, a couple of fifth-year seniors back. Uh, Andy Bennett actually is a player coach now. With uh, I don't know how that's going to work, <laughs> but but he'll make it work. Um, Christian Rodriguez also uh, coming back in the back row, and then yeah, there's I'm not. You know, you're worried about what the season's going to look like in the sense that yes, it's always nice to beat Bethel. Yeah. Um, and that's going to I you, you were sort of hoping there'd be a f- couple of years where you could sort of mail that in because they were not good at the beginning of the program, and I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but I am excited about. Um, I just found out that uh, Hassan Hadzic, who is a, a Serbian transfer from LIU Brooklyn. Uh, is coming in and he he's having fun because he's six foot nine hmm. and his apartment is in somebody's basement. He's what? He's six foot nine and yes. his apartment is in somebody's basement. Oh, okay. And there's like fun with walking through doorways and navigating around ductwork, and it makes me happy that I don't have to deal with that problem because I'm like yeah. five foot five. Yes. Um, short kings over here. I'm five eight. Yeah. On a good day. Uh, I was gonna say soaking wet, but that doesn't usually change your height. No, it um, does not change your height. And um. Unless I had spiky hair, which I don't spike up my hair anymore. I used to. All right. We're learning things today. I mean, I, it was my hairstyle when I first got here. I had the little front flip. Oh, yeah, you did. And um, then I was like, eh, that feels yeah. like high school, college. Let's, yeah. let's try to let's like maybe look, a little, look a little bit older than the people you're covering. Y- yeah. 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 Um, so, not entire. I mean, the there's been enough change in men's volleyball the last few weeks that I don't know. You know, we're not sure exactly what the season's going to look like, but I'm pretty confident we're going to find something productive to do there. Yeah, it's definitely the um, the most interesting team to follow. It feels like the most interesting right. team to follow on campus right now, just given all the elements. The I mean, the track and cross-country programs are good. 
but they're also track and cross country where you in track you're literally running in circles. Yes. Yes. Not uh, with scissors. No, do not run with scissors. Do that would be scissors. dangerous. Yeah. Um uh, do we have any other do you want to mention anything about uh, NFL college football playoffs? Um, you have on here NFL playoff set. My my inclination is that as far as local teams in the NFL playoffs, we could pretty much play a fart noise and move on. Mm-hmm. I suspect that there are folks elsewhere in this building that would frown upon that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it would be accurate because the bear the good news is the Bears have the number one pick in the draft. The yeah. Colts helped them get it. Yes. Because the Colts were not exactly playing defense. Yes. They um, tried. The Lions did yeoman's work and got the Packers out of the playoffs. Yeah. But when the most awesome. successful NFL season among our quasi-local teams was the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Not an eight. Yeah. Hey, I tweeted this out. That is loser talk. But the Bears getting the number one pick on the same day the Packers blow a home game to make the playoffs... That might have been the best day as a Bears fan I've had since the 2018 season when they were awesome. It's like first best day in like four or five years. Yeah. And the thing is, the Bears have the number one pick. And one of the areas that I don't think they need to use that on is a quarterback. Yeah, please, for the love of God. We don't need to draft Bryce. They don't need to draft Bryce Young. They don't need CJ Shroud. Looks like Justin Fields is showing that he's a dynamic player. He... He can't get any worse, right? That just jinx it. I probably just jinxed it. Uh, it can it. always get worse. You should be a quarterback Wilson. of the Russell years. Wilson. Um, Russell Wilson. Did Russell Wilson finish the season with more passing touchdowns or bathrooms in his house? Passing touchdowns. He did get there eventually. Okay. Yeah. It took like, a long time because he's got a 12-bathroom house for the year. Right. And he, he got there like week 17. Okay. Um, but the... I mean, unfortunately, the thing that would surprise me the most from the Bears is a general sense of knowing what they're doing because their owner is literally 100 years old. Yeah. I. So I don't know what to think about Ryan Poles, the GM, or Matt Eberflus, the head coach, yet because their first years were literally, let's make this roster as terrible as possible. Right. They were playing checkers and the rest of the league was playing chess. Yeah. So we just, we, we just don't know... If we can trust them, like what I, you got to figure the Bears are going to trade the number one pick unless That's what they, I would do. unless they absolutely love Will Anderson or Jalen Carter either defensively. Like they'd have to like, this is a generational talent. We can't pass on them at one type of player. And I don't know if you do that for a defensive player. The Chicago the the Chicago Bears are not one draft pick away from success. They no. are. Several draft picks and several drafts I away would, from success. I, I think the two best teams to trade with are Houston and Indy, Indianapolis, because Houston has the second and the twelfth picks, and then Indianapolis has the fourth pick. And so, they're both in the AFC South, which yes. has a little bit lower bar to clear than most yeah. divisions do. Citation, it was won by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Both teams need a quarterback. There's two quarterbacks at the top. That's a general consensus right now. Yeah. Get them into a bidding war. Right. Right. The Bears need to be getting as many picks and players in return as they can get for this number one pick. Again, unless Will Anderson or Jalen Carter is just so incredible for to them that they have to draft them, which I'd be fine with. If they think that's the best move, I got to ride it out. Until, you know, it's like innocent until proven otherwise. Right. I mean, the Bears them. do have professional talent evaluators in their office. And while we work well, in... 
maybe we, we, that's what we work say, in maybe. sports, but we don't we don't break down NFL tape for a living. Yeah. So, um, speaking of breaking down tape, TCU is probably burning the tape <laughs> from last night. They're gonna break it down and throw it into the river. They're gonna break it down like you break down a cardboard box. Yeah. Sixty-five-seven. Um, sure, it happened. That was uh, it existed. So I looked up the shot. Unrelated. Shout out uh, Disney for making us wait till the fourth quarter for the Ant Man trailer. Yes, the Georgia men's basketball team right now. I saw this tweet. Is averaging seventy one point nine points a game. The Georgia football team was one touchdown away from beating that in the national championship game. So I mean, they would have been six points away. They missed an extra point. So Georgia, it was the biggest bowl win in history. Any bowl. Which is impressive, given what happened to Purdue. I was going to say, I was going to ask you, do you know what the last, the, the what record it broke a week ago when LSU beat Purdue 63-7? to Speaking of teams that will be breaking down that tape and setting it on fire. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, that's it. That's college football. We're that's, done. We're Notre done Dame with- got Sam Hartman. Notre Dame got Sam Hartman in the past week. That's cool. Yeah. Good for, I mean, that's going to be fun. Sam Hartman, I wonder what Tyler Buckner does now with his life. I wouldn't be surprised if he transferred after the spring he is, at this rate. He is good enough to play in the ACC, or he's good enough to play, I guess not technically the ACC, because Notre Dame's independent, but he's also smart enough to get into Notre Dame. I think he'll do okay in life. Yeah, well, right. And Buckner is talented, I think, still. And despite the ups and downs of the Gator Bowl, like, he's still a talented quarterback. Yeah. So I... But Sam Hartman is the one. It, will Tyler Buckner be willing to wait a year, especially with CJ Carr, this freshman coming in in twenty twenty four? That's supposed to be this like really great player. So yeah. we'll see. Um, Tony, thank you for coming in. Yeah. Appreciate also, it, man. Uh, before oh, we well, before we go before we go, this is not Shaquille O'Neal shopping habits related. Mm. Um, shout out to the Illinois women's basketball team. Yes, of local interest now this Brent year. Brent Pill. They're ranked twenty third. Ranked. 23rd, and they're in the AP poll for the first time since 2000. Yes. What were you doing you. in 2000, Austin? Um, moving from Berwyn to Bolingbrook. Okay. Bringing let's it back see. to Bolingbrook. 2000 would have been, let's see, if it was the, the second half of 2000, that would have been, I would have been in Mrs. Owen's first grade class at Parkside. I think, I don't remember my first grade teacher's name. Mrs. Like, I had, I had Mrs. It was like Gockman was one of them. Gogliotti was another year. It was really fun. Rinkus. What you're Mrs. telling Rinkus, me is you grew up around Chicago. Mrs. Rinkus was a teacher one year. Mrs. Peterson, uh, not related to Drew Peterson. If you don't know about his story, look that up. Um, uh, but, yeah. So, and then I moved to Manuka, and I don't... Mrs. You drove Stencil. Past- Mrs. Stencil was my teacher fifth grade year. And 2000, you, though, I think it was Mrs. Rinkus. Okay. And you got to drive past the Joliet next eight exit sign. Now, I forgot to let you know, now my family lives off of one of the Joliet eight exits. So there you go. Excellent. We moved away from Manuka, and now it's Joliet next eight exits. I think my folks are at the second one. What, what number that. is that? Second, uh, 132. Okay. Exit 132. Or 130. I don't remember. I'm sure we could look it up, but I don't yeah, think yeah, your no. listeners I, are okay, particularly anyway, interested. Yeah, let's just let's just end it there. That's it. 
this week's Goshen News Sports Podcast. Thank you, Tony, for coming in and entertaining, keeping me engaged. This is a long episode. It was a longer episode than I anticipated, I think. Um, but it's fun. I like talking sports with you, Tony. You're a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. And uh, thank you, Ethan Marsh, for coming on as well. We always appreciate having the local coaches. We'll be back next week. More sports and other things. And Maybe. don't run with scissors. And don't run with scissors. Till next time. <laughs>